Good evening, everyone. It's uh, a little darker and a little more mellow in here, but it's, uh, it's quite beautiful. So thanks for those who uh, have decorated this place up. It's, uh, it's nice and pretty in here. Thank you for joining us and uh, being here tonight. Thanks for joining us for our candlelight service as we do every year. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with a song sung together. So if you'd like to rise and sing with us, the words will be up on the screen. Uh, and we're going to start with, O Come All He Faithful. celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. That's the true meaning of Christmas. And the day we've set aside to celebrate the birth of our Savior, this is the eve to that day, and there's no better way to start off any kind of celebration in God's house, especially celebrating His birthday, than to do so in prayer. Amen? Amen. 
So welcome to everyone that is here tonight. I thank you that you have chosen to give a little bit of your Christmas Eve unto us as a, a church family. We extend uh, our warmest wishes and warmest thank yous to those who are visiting here tonight. But most of all, I pray that everyone that is here, whether you're visiting or whether you're a church member, either way, doesn't matter. May you leave out of this house tonight going home with the true reason of why we celebrate this season. And his name is Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father God, I do come before you right now and just ask in the name of Jesus that you would come forth and just touch us in a mighty way. But may we, whether we're singing a song or sharing a word, as we share that, that, that Christmas story, that old, old story that never gets tiring, that never gets old, may we continue to share it and may we share it one with another again tonight. And may we truly, truly lift our hearts to you and glorify you for the plan, the redemption plan that you put in, in, in process that first Christmas Eve. Father, I thank you that we can gather here tonight. May it be a testimony of your grace and your mercy. May it glorify your name and may your people be edified. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Above the 
silent stars go by, yet in the dark street shine the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above. While mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch of wandering love. Oh, morning stars together proclaim the
You can be seated this evening. It really is a strange way that God chose to save the world. Amen? That's one of the reasons why I chose to show you that video, because we, at Christmas time, we are celebrating the birth of our Savior. However, the redemption plan that was set into, into being that first Christmas day did not save us. It was that life that he lived, continual, without sin, and then go through to that Easter morning and that rock roll away. Amen? Amen. That was the culmination of what started that first Christmas day. And that's what we're here to celebrate, guys, is that we have been given redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ. We have been given redemption through that first Christmas morning when, the, when, when Jesus Christ was born, the plan was put into play. It had to come to fruition, but it was put into play. That is a strange way to save the world. But what's even stranger to me is that when we know that story, when we know that's what salvation entails, it's stranger to me that of what really happens this time of year, this Christmas season. Because if you think about it, what really happens? Well, this should be the most joyous time of the year for us, guys. I mean, I wish every day was like Christmas, but every, at least at Christmas, this should be a joyous time when we see, like we saw in that video, what Christ went through, that he was born to die, as the video said. He was born to come to make himself a sacrifice. The Bible says our propitiation. He came to die in our stead. We should be incredibly joyous this time of year. However, we tend to just allow things to overwhelm us. Sure, candles are great. Stockings are wonderful, lights are awesome, but sometimes we allow things to get a little too grandiose. The music gets a little too loud. Maybe we get so many gifts under the tree, we can't walk through there. And the decorations keep getting bigger and bigger and brighter and brighter. And we start trying to compete with the neighbors. And just a couple, there's been a couple of times in the last couple of weeks, Sherry and I have been by Windcrest, some other places, where the cars are just miles in line just to look at lights. And I have to wonder, all them people with the lights, do they really understand and know why we're celebrating? Because if we're truly celebrating the Lord, it's not about how much work I can do. It's about how joyous my life is because of the salvation of Jesus Christ. See, unfortunately, this time of year, rather than being joyous, many people turn this into the season of stress. This turns into the season of tension, the season of overwhelming uh, uh, things to do. And rather than being happy, they start thinking, I wish this was over. I wish we could just get back to normal. Guys, this should be a, a, a joyous time. And in fact, so joyous that I could tell you, I wish this was our normal. We should be excited to say that my Lord, my Savior came and was born for me. Not, oh my gosh, I'm sick of wrapping presents. I'm sick of cooking stuff in the kitchen. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of all the stress and the tension and this and that. But guys, if that's where you're at tonight, and some of us are, maybe are there right now, we've been there probably in the past. If you're not there, if that's where you're at, what I would ask you to do tonight is to commit to yourself to just breathe. Just remember that we're celebrating the birth of our Savior. Praise God we have family coming over possibly. Praise God you may have presents or not or, or lights or not. It doesn't matter. But praise God the most that I have redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ. Don't allow the commercialization of this world, the materialistic ideas of this world, 
to steal Christmas from you, to allow it to come in there. I want to challenge you as we get started this evening. Tomorrow morning, instead of of, of looking to who all is coming over, instead of thinking about all the things you've got to cook and all those kinds of things, I want you to just stop and look for that glorious light of Christ. I want you to stop and just think about who Jesus is. And then maybe it's tonight sitting alone in a quiet or in the midst of the, the melee that may be at your house or someone else's house tomorrow. I want you to stop and just look for Jesus. Because actually, if you was to do that, you might just see him. You might be able to grasp the true meaning of who he is and what he is. Folks, there are many Christians out there who have stopped celebrating heaven's child because they've allowed materialistic greed to come into their life. They've allowed this, these things to come in that are commercialized. That's why I think that Dr. Seuss wrote that story about the Grinch. Everybody knows that story. But the, the little nasty green guy that comes in and st- steals all the presents and all the decorations and all the food from Whoville, and he thinks he can steal Christmas. Oh, if I, th- if I grab everything here, I can prevent Christmas from coming. But of course, he found out that Christmas comes without presents. Christmas comes without food. Christmas comes without all the side things. Why? Because Christmas isn't in the things, it's in the heart. So many people today are, are just like the Grinch. They get confused you see, Christmas, the Grinch didn't steal Christmas. He stole some kind of festivity. You can take away at your house right now. If, you don't, if it's just getting too much to put up the tree or too much to cook that meal, that's okay. You can take away all the Christmas trees. You can take away the reindeer cookies. You can take away all the Christmas cards. And you still haven't eliminated what Christmas is because Christmas is a relationship. It is an honoring of the relationship between your heart and the heart of our Savior who came and died for us. Amen. Christmas, amen. Christmas is not about presents. Christmas is not about fruitcakes. Christmas is about the one true gift of Jesus Christ. Everybody laugh. Don't tell me you haven't had fruitcake. Brother, if I get any, I'll send them your way. But anyway, (laughs) when we celebrate Christmas, guys, we need to remember that God came to this world so that we could see him, so that we could hear him, so that we could know him almost as Mary knew him. That's the purpose of Christmas, to think and to see and recognize and realize that our Lord and Savior came down out of heaven Gave up all the titles of glory to be put on, uh, born as a slave, put on the confines of this human body, born of a virgin. We're going to share the Christmas story in a moment. Chris is going to lead the, the group behind us in a couple of songs. You're welcome to sing. But I'm going to ask the, the guys to come down. They're going to go come down the aisle and they're going to light your candles. And when they light the candle of the candle on the end, light the candles next to you. And let's get everybody's candle burning because this is the light of Christ in your life. So I want to make sure we have our candles lit. Parents, if you have allowed your kids to have some candles, please supervise those candles. We don't need it on our chairs or our brother, sister, neighbor, or hair on fire. 
Amen? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the kids, come on down. Chris, if you want to get started.
did you know that your baby boy would someday walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you've delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked courageous trust when you kissed your little baby you kissed the face of God oh Mary did you know This is not just another holiday. Amen? If you have your Bibles this this afternoon, turn to Luke chapter 1. And I'm going to ask you if you are capable, if you can, to stand up and hold your candles high. God said, if you have that light, who would hide it under a bushel? As we read about the redemption story tonight, let us hold our light high so that the world can see. So every car that drives by out there can see the light of Christ burning in this place. Amen? May we allow them to see what the true meaning of Christmas is, which is to to honor our Lord. 
And that's what we're doing with these candles tonight. We are honoring God and allowing our light to shine. And I pray that we'll do that together as we read the Christmas story right now in the book of Luke. So it's starting in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Rejoice, favored woman, the Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call his name Jesus. For he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, how can this be? Since I have never been intimate with a man. And the angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. I am the Lord's slave, said Mary. May it be done to me according to your word. And then the angel left her. In those days, Mary set out and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah, where she entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she exclaimed with a loud cry, You are the most blessed of women, and your child shall be blessed as well. How could this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come unto me? For you see, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped for joy inside of me. She who has believed is blessed because what was spoken to her by the Lord will be fulfilled. And Mary said, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. And my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his slave. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed because the mighty one has, great, has done great things for me and his name is holy. I'm going to jump over to chapter two, verse one. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. This first registration took place while Quirinius was governor in Syria. So everyone went, went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him snugly in cloth and laid him in a feeding trough, because there was no room for them at the inn. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over the flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today a Savior, who is Messiah the Lord, was born for you in the city of David. 
This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in cloth and lying in a feeding trough. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts of the angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angel had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known unto us. And they hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the feeding trough. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherd returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard, just as they had been told. Hallelujah. Some call that the greatest story that has ever been told. And I would submit to you this evening that as long as we don't leave out the last chapter, that is absolutely correct. But the last chapter is called Easter. Christmas, we are celebrating the birth of our Lord and our Savior. Christmas was the start of a plan that the resurrection completed so that you and I can have everlasting life. That is the redemption plan given unto man. That's what we're truly celebrating here tonight, guys. The birth of Jesus Christ at Christmas, if it hadn't have been for Easter, would just have been another birth. But because of Easter, we have redemption. Now, unfortunately, not all people worshiped Christ that first Christmas Eve. Wonder if the innkeeper did. We know Herod did not. We know the shepherds did. There were those who worshiped him, and there were those who did not. I would submit to you tonight that it's the same tonight. All across this land, across this world, there are people celebrating Christmas Eve. Many of which may be standing in churches just as this one tonight. Many may even be holding a candle, but yet they've never made that decision to truly worship Jesus. They're worshiping the festival. They're worshiping the event. They're worshiping the presence. They're worshiping the family reunion. They're worshiping all these material things. But guys, let me share with you tonight. The purpose of you holding that candle tonight is to shine our hearts, our, our hearts love onto Jesus Christ. He is why we are here this evening. What is your decision? Are you worshiping the material, the festivity, the party? Or are you worshiping Jesus? Chris and the guys are going to lead us in another song. You can bring your arm down if you like or you can hold it up. But they're going to lead us in another song for a minute. Oh. 
Amen. Hallelujah. It was mentioned to me that y'all's candles are getting short. So I went a little longer this year than last, I suppose. (laughs) However, I want to make sure we understand this. Ask yourself two incredibly important questions before we go home tonight. Do I know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? And am I celebrating Jesus Christ for the right reason? And the other question would be, if I am, is there someone that I've bought that Christmas gift and has stuck it under the tree, but yet I've yet to share Jesus with them? Because guys, you can buy the most luxurious gift there is, and you'll be a hero tomorrow. But when they stand before their Lord and Savior, if they see that you never shared Christ, they'll see how much you really cared about them. Let's make this Christmas season about lifting the real light of Christ with our heart and share Jesus. Wherever you go tomorrow, let them know what the true Christmas story is all about. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're about to close in a word of prayer. I just want to give you this one last opportunity to lift your lights high if you're still burning. Amen. Most of them made it. And let's just go to the Lord in prayer and let him know that we are here and that we care and we thank him for what he's done for us. Father God, I just come before you right now, Lord, and ask in the name of Jesus that you would just touch the hearts of your people that are here, Father. Let us just feel your presence. And wherever we go today, Lord God, may we realize that when we say Merry Christmas, it's not just a phrase. We're telling others that our heart is merry because of the Christ child that was born and that he chose to live his life as a redemption for us. God, be with us. Give us safe travels. Let us be what you've called us to be. Do what you've called us to do. And may thy will be done. In Jesus' name. And the people said? Amen. Amen. God bless. Merry Christmas and have a great night. Did you know that your baby boy would someday walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy child that you've delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm the storm? With his hand, did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kissed your little baby, you kissed.
know.